Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Hi, we're here. We're back. We're doing a show. Technical difficulties. Ah, ah, out the door. Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast back after a busy week in professional wrestling. Uh, sorry we had to take a little bit of a break there, but uh, you know what? A break is good. Gives you time to reset, reassess. SP3 taking an extended break. He's not here today. Jeremy Bennett in today. We break down everything that happened on a jam-packed AEW Dynamite World Title Matches, TNT Title Matches. We have a new TNT champion if you did not uh watch that last night spoiler alert we'll be talking about that coming up i guess i guess i kind of did spoil it if you knew who scorpio sky's opponent was but still i digress page is officially done with wwe we'll talk about that Liv morgan is just living her best life and it is such a joy to see same cannot be said for shotzi and the internet should be ashamed of itself SummerSlam starting to take shape where you, where, where's your excitement level on that? We we just gave away tickets to SummerSlam. I'm I'm starting to think like maybe we did a disservice to that, <laughs> that gentleman. And guess what? I, I I'm seeing commercials throughout WWE programming where they're giving away tickets. So you know, Ooh, that's now it could just be a giveaway. But uh, how many are they giving away there? That's. That's a question there. I mean, when WWE starts just shelling out seats, that might not. I haven't looked at the sale of things, but I'll tell you what. This this will be a a, a little little tease, a little morsel for you when we get into the five count later. They got to do something. As far as SummerSlam's concerned, man, they they <laughs> really got to do something to pique my interest. Like they give a damn what my interest is, but man, uh, the way this card is shaking out when you look at potential other matches. <sighs> starting to second guess whether or not i want to drive down to nashville <laughs> well we're we're, we're already two-thirds uh of that card is rematch city so and again if you look at other potential matches which we'll get to um man they got to do something you could do something you could hop on board with our partners over at bet online the continued Number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Get all the latest odds, news, uh, sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon finals. Cannot believe that Sinner just pissed away that match against Novak Djokovic earlier this week. Major League Baseball, latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Better get on that train because training camp, thank God, only a few weeks away. Head on over to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 
to get started. Get that bonus. Get into the action. That is B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. Jeremy, you're over in Cornhusker country. How how you feeling yeah. about UCLA, no. USC, <laughs> heading over to the Big Ten <laughs> with Nebraska? Yeah, no bet online for me yet. Hopefully <laughs> next year or two years. I don't know. We're getting gambling casinos, but we don't we need that online sports book, baby. We need it. Uh it's weird because but I mean we're we're long past geography meaning anything when it comes to conferences. So uh somebody said uh, don't be surprised if in six years both the Big Ten and the SEC have 20 teams, you know, it, it won't surprise me. Uh, th- there's a, there's other conferences trying to pat trying to poach Pac-12 teams as well. Big 12 is already trying to take six Pac-12 teams and, and yeah, so eight, which I'm fine because as of this time next year, my boys are going to be in the Big 12. So it's nice yeah. to be on the inside looking at all of the confusion on the outside because usually it's UC who gets their. Who just gets screwed uh, as far as conference realignment is concerned. They finally get over to the Big East. They get a real conference. And then all the non-football schools are like, screw you guys. We're going to go create our own thing and left us in the lurch. You figure out of the two conferences, you figured the Pac-12 was stronger than the Big 12, but not anymore. Not when you lose your two big anchors. Yep. Yep. That was Who would have thought the Big 12 would lose Texas and Oklahoma and have longer sustaining power? Than the Pac-12. Yeah. Insane. Insane. Speaking yeah, of insane, they're... let's actually talk about pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, one more football note. There also uh, uh, was stuff. Uh, Colorado is possibly coming over, too, now. Uh, that's come out today. So renew that big, big eight, big 12 rivalry there. There you go. Sounds about Right. Let's talk about insane last night. AEW mm. Dynamite. John Moxley, Brody King. Yeah. Moxley having to steal a play out of Brody King's playbook. Brody choke out Darby Allen last Friday night to get this title shot. And John Moxley had to choke out Brody King to retain his interim AEW World Championship. I thought. This this was exactly what I wanted to see out of this match. We all knew Moxley was going to win. It was just how he was going to get the big man down and how good did they make Brody King look. And again, they continue to build him and bill him as this monster. I think it made both guys look good last night in that main event, how they decided to book it, and how everything went down and how much offense Brody King got in the match. Yeah, like when you see Brody King go full speed for that cannonball, man, you want to get the F out the way, man. Uh, but... Brody King in a main event spot. I mean, if you've watched him over the past five years with Ring of Honor and such, you know that he belongs in a main event every once in a while. And I think he showed that he belonged tonight as well. Uh, Him and Mox had a great match. Very interesting off camera. Uh, Darby Allen came out and tried to shake Brody King's hand and Brody King did not reciprocate. So that was kind of interesting to see uh, after the cameras went off the air. Yeah, th- I I think the only thing that I was disappointed in, and this kind of plays into something that we saw earlier on uh, in the night last night. Selfishly, I was hoping that they were going to be setting up Malachi Black and John Moxley, getting John Moxley mixed in with the House of Black, House of Black mixing in with Blackpool Combat Club, 
I was kind of hoping that was the direction that they were going to be going out of this. No, instead, Tony Khan has the audacity, dare I say the cojones, to make me choose between Miro and Malachi Black. Miro pissed off that he got the black mist during the uh, uh, AAC championship uh, matchup at Forbidden Door, and now the Redeemer is going after House of Black. This is not the direction I thought they were going to go. This is going to bang if and when Miro and Malachi meet. Yeah. Damn it, man. Like, but I'm at the point where both of these guys kind of need to win matches. And now one of these dudes has to lose. So I'm kind of torn about this. Like, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of the ride, but I have a feeling this is going to be one of those things where I'm disappointed at the end, no matter what it is. Yeah, because I think Malachi needs to win mo- more than Miro at this point. Even though you're building Miro to be a monster, um, there you know there's not a clear direction for him now. But you got, uh, you've got three matches potentially with with uh, Buddy Murphy, Brody King, and Malachi Black that are going to be all classics with Miro. So it, it's it it was kind of a uh, I don't know. I guess maybe you should have saw it coming with what happened in that match on uh, at Forbidden Door. But at the same time, it's gonna it's gonna produce three good matches and a good feud, and be interesting to see if Mero has any backup. I I don't know if anybody's gonna step uh, up and help Mero. I don't think he needs it, man. That's, no. that's not who he is at this at this stage in the game. That's much not like Wardlow, I I was thinking like with him being in Rochester last night, I thought the Dark Order would come out and back up. Uh, Wardlow, but as we found out, he didn't need any help. So, no. uh, so maybe Miro doesn't need any help either. No, and and look, they 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 have booked Wardlow to perfection. This man yep. is one hundred percent over. He's as hot as he ever was. This is a guy who desperately needed some gold, right? Like he needed an accomplishment to kind of hang his hat on. And I loved how they booked this last night. This was 100% the right move. You got uh, Dan Lambert, and, uh, American top team and Scorpio sky and Ethan page throwing literally everything, but the kitchen sink at Wardlow last night. And he just does what he does. He plows through literally everybody takes out the entire field survives a belt shot to the face, which I thought might for at least for a half second might be how they were going to screw him out of this. But man, there was no screwing him out of this. This, mm-hmm. this was 100% the right call. This is not a, a hot take to say that the TNT championship has not, has not carried the same weight that it did back in the days when Cody and Darby and maybe Sammy for the first two times uh had that TNT championship this was this was a title that it was in a bad need of a reset i think scorpio sky winning it had a lot of great potential but then they got convoluted with the booking is he a babyface is he a heel is he a babyface oh no he's actually a heel we're going to have him lose the belt and then we're going to have him win the belt none of it made sense um i wish he would have had a longer sustained and more successful run but I think Scorpio here was the 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 victim of bad booking and Wardlow ha- is is reaping all the benefits on this. Yeah, and what I think with Scorpio, I think the long-term thing is we're going to have Ethan Page turn on him. That's going to be your match it all out and then hopefully we get an SCU reunion out of it. I think is kind of the the pathway. I, I there's it feels like there's been a 
uh, going to be a split between Page and Sky for some time now. I think losing the title is going to probably kind of kickstart that. I was surprised the title changed. I figured, I figured the street fight gimmick was going to be a way to not put it on Wardlow just yet. Um, and Scorpio would get out of there with the belt and survive until hell, probably all out. You know, I figured they could stretch that to all out where Wardlow would finally win the TNT title. But uh, so I was surprised they did it in Rochester, but obviously Brody Lee made that title in, uh, in his hometown. So I am not mad at all that they did it there. And obviously I'm not mad at all that they put it on Wardlow either. No, what, like I said, this was 100% the right call. This was the right time to do it. This was a, I, I feel like this was a massive reset uh, yeah. for, for Scorpio, for Ethan, for Dan Lambert, for, for every, everybody involved. Now, of course, Sammy Guevara is uh, <laughs> celebrating on Twitter because now he can challenge for the TNT championship again. In which case, like, I'm like, go ahead, hop right on that uh, there, Sammy. Look, Wardlow is going to have this belt, or at least he should have this belt for a very, 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 very long time. This yeah. is a guy who's going to come in and he's going to accept all challengers. There's, there's, there's not going to be any ducking. This is the biggest dog in the damn yard as far as he's concerned. So, yeah, come up and challenge him. And I would put his ass on Wednesday every single week defending against a member of the AEW roster. I would I would uh, have Tony Khan take a page out of the NWA playbook and do something similar with the that they do with the television title. I would uh I would say if you hold that TNT title for 6 months or a year, you get a world title. You can trade that title in for a world title shot much like with the television title at nwa if you defend it seven times you are able to get a world title shot i'd like to see them do that with the tnt title i think it would add a little more prestige to it and i think you could uh, pull that off for the very first time with a guy like wardlow i don't hate it but then that kind of it kind of goes against what Tony has always said the TNT championship was, which is a title that is yeah. kind of on par with the AEW, which we all know is bullshit <laughs> uh, based on the way that he's booked it. And then he got the all Atlantic title that wasn't even present tonight. So yeah, where the hell is Pac? It's been two weeks. We haven't seen him on television. This is that's kind of on par with Pac, but you know, I don't yeah. know. It could be travel. It could be taking time off, whatever it is. He's got a pack show. Maybe he'll, well, he's not going to be on rampage either. So they, nope. they announced the, the full card for that. So it seems weird. I think his first title defense is at an indie show. Isn't it Pax? I don't know. They, they, I saw a graphic on Twitter. I, I just saw it in passing that he was going to be defending the Atlantic championship on a show that I, I wasn't quite sure of. Um, so that's kind of where the all Atlantic championship and, and pack are at, at the moment here. Um, but last night was all about a, a big reset for the TNT championship and hopefully a big reset for both Scorpio and, and Ethan, you, you talk about how they should be leaning towards turning on each other. I think AEW missed the boat by not turning that entire team babyface because they don't need to be associated with Dan Lambert at all. And trying to turn Dan Lambert babyface wouldn't have been the, the right play to go. You can have Lambert be with Paige Van Zant, somebody who needs a mouthpiece. Scorpio and Ethan don't need anybody to talk for them. No, not at all. But if you have Ethan turn on Scorpio and now he is like the main guy in that group, that's going to, it's going to elevate Ethan to a level that he hasn't been to yet. 
and uh you know frankly needs to uh be at right now and oh my god this is so funny uh tnt's official account at tnt drama just uh, updated their bio to wardlow is our champion <laughs> i absolutely love it Let's excellent see hang on yes so uh pax first title defense by the way is going to be at uh rev pro oh okay yeah so he's going to be defending his championship at uh at rev pro so that's that makes sense uh with the structure of that belt the the idea behind that belt it kind of makes sense to have it to be defended in uh, other promotions in other countries and things like that i i I like that idea yeah yeah totally fine with it he's going to be taking on uh shota umino so that's that match is going to bang pack will probably hang on to it and then maybe we'll see him back on AEW television. Speaking at, of uh, bang, speaking of bang, man, Eddie Kingston and Takesha, Takesha on Friday. Woo. Man, they, set up a, they set up a lot of great matches for both this week. And this is what I love about AEW, man. They are always thinking ahead. I mean, obviously, they're fi- they, they filmed Rampage last night, but they are already booked in advance for next week. We're getting Claudio and Hager, and I'm secretly hoping that our boy Dutch Mantel will be brought in as the special <laughs> guest referee uh, for that match because we the people, may we always remember. Uh, but crowd man, never they, for, crowd doesn't forget. Nope. The, um, the, the smart marks never, never forget. Fighter Fest night one, of course, uh, I believe probably I think the, the third ever Fighter Fest, which is uh, originally making fun of the fire festival. And if you've never seen that documentary, man, go watch it. Cause it was a shit show. Is it the third, <laughs> is it the third or the fourth? I, I think it might be the third time is meaningless to me at this point, because years, days, months, everything, once you have kids, like everything just kind of melds together. Yesterday might as well have been like August 17th of 2019 for me. So I I can't keep anything straight uh, as far as the years are concerned. One thing that I absolutely cannot believe is that we are sitting here today, July 7th, 2022. And the only reason I know that is because I'm looking at my computer screen right now for the date, right? It is July 7th, 2022. Paige has not wrestled a match since december of 2017 how that 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 to me is unfathomable it doesn't feel like it's been that long (laughs) and still was contracted it still was contracted up until uh, up until yesterday (laughs) i want that job let's dive into this shall we it's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. I brought up Paige for a reason. She wrote an absolutely wonderful goodbye uh, to WWE in the, the Players Tribune. Uh, if you don't know what that is or you didn't see the link of it, uh, at Real Page WWE, which is still her Twitter handle as of this recording, that will probably change soon or maybe not i've seen a lot of people hang on to those because they can hang on to those verified check marks which is ridiculously hard to get by the way some of us have been rejected nine times i'm not bitter or anything 
pulled the Ferris Bueller nine my, times. My my ex co-host, the ex uh, my ex co-host from my old podcast, got just got it. I'm like, man, yeah, so easy for him. Yeah, I tried for the first time, I think. Twitter hates me. I work. I literally work for not one, not two, not three. Not, I work for five verified, credible news or sports outlets. And yet they won't verify me because somehow they can't confirm that I work there, even though I send all the evidence that I work at these places. It, it, it turned into something right like this. And I'm going off on a diatribe here that nobody cares about but me. But this turned into something that was like, oh, it would be cool to get the check mark to now it's a vendetta. Like I am on a personal mission to get that god dang blue check mark if it's the last thing that I do on this planet. Twitter and me are at war right now. We are an absolute war with each other, although they don't know it and they don't give a fuck about it. You can follow Maybe. me on Twitter, by the way, at Rick Uchino if you're listening on the podcast. That's spelled U C C. H I N O. Yes, Jim. Yeah. Maybe just uh maybe sweet talk Elon Musk because I think that deal is finally going through. If it does, let, let's open up some floodgates here as far as the verification <laughs> process is concerned. It's too damn confusing. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like I remember when I looked at it and did it, I was like, it said like gotta regularly tweet. Well, yeah, I do that a lot on Mondays and Wednesdays and sometimes Fridays and Tuesdays. Uh and then I don't know. You got to put the link in your bio, and I, I I think I was I told I was told at least on on two or three separate occasions that I wasn't notable enough. I'm like motherfucker, you have literally verified accounts that have like thirty eight followers. Like I'm not saying I got the biggest audience in the world, but I got plenty enough for your. You know what I feel like? I feel like the guy outside of the club that can't get led into the velvet rope. That's what I feel like right now. And it is just irritating me. But one day it will happen. Let's actually talk about what we're supposed to be talking about here. Yesterday, like I said, Paige uh, wrote a wonderful uh, goodbye to WWE uh, after 11 years in the company. She signed with WWE when she was 18 years old. Now she is out. WWE has decided not to renew her contract. As far as I'm concerned, she is a first ballot slam dunk. WWE Hall of Famer right now does not matter. Everything that she accomplished in the ring is more than enough to get her there. I wish uh, her in-ring career did not come to a screeching halt the way that it did. Um, a lot of great memories. Uh, one of my favorites of all time was her debut on Monday Night Raw the night after WrestleMania where she beat AJ Lee to capture the then Divas Championship that was a uh, little bit of a telegraph moment but still it was an absolutely uh, brilliant match uh, her promo uh, promo work uh, against the Bellas and 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 battling back and forth with them and working with them obviously her match with Emma and NXT a lot of great memories from Paige inside the ring but also outside of it as well with her being one of the best general managers uh in company history which makes me just scratch my head at the fact that as you alluded to they just left Paige on the bench for years 
for years. The last time I think we saw her on television is when she got green misted by the Kabuki Warriors when they split up with her when she was their manager. And I think that was in 2018, 2019. I think it was pre-pandemic at this point. I can understand keeping Paige off the road when the pandemic is going on. But dang, man, like they could have been using her. They could have re-signed her. It would have been smart for them to re-sign her. But now that she's done, Jeremy, what would you like to see the future for Soraya <laughs> hold? And this sounds weird calling her yeah. by, you know, her 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 government name. But yeah, uh, yeah Paige is no more. Soraya is here. What would you like to see her Throw, do? Do the old Christian thing. Put a cage on it. Paige cage. Paige cage. Uh, obviously, I'd love to see her get cleared and return to the ring, whether it be Impact or AEW. Um, but you, you got to think with wrestling being in her family her whole life, you got to think she wants to go somewhere to do something, even if it's not competing in the ring. Uh, so whether it be a manager in AEW, a company that actually values managers or, you know, uh, it, it, that it, it, it's either that or wrestle, you know, so it kind of depends on, on uh, that. I, I almost, wasn't she saying that she was thinking she might be cleared? I don't know. I look, she, she doesn't believe that she's done in the ring. Um, yeah. She says she feels 200%. WWE would is I guess at this point where they are clear, obviously clearly did not want to clear her for in-ring action. Well, and that yeah. And an why? Issue. And there's a history of that. They did that to Taz. They did it to hell. They did it to the macho man back in the eighties or nineties. They did it to uh Kurt angle later in his career. Uh, there's a, for the longest time they would not clear Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's another time. one. And the, the match with, with killer cross was just happenstance because uh of other circumstances otherwise they probably wouldn't have cleared him there either it's just a weird paradox within wwe of them holding people back that i think they don't want because these are these are people that got over on their own and not at the uh creative process of wwe it's just such it, they did it with brian danielson too yeah. To, to play uh, devil's advocate, I think they, and I could see it. I, I can see their concern with Paige, right? Because she had this injury. They cleared her. They brought her back. And then it was just, again, one little, one little misstep in the ring. And she, she was out and she was out for uh, still a very long time. She's been out till this day. Like I said, her last match was a house show, a tag match in December of 2017. She hasn't wrestled since then. Um, and we all, you know, we all remember, you know, the, the video surfacing and her falling down to the ring. That's scary shit, man. And I can see WWE side of it where they, they do want to be cautious in, in these situations. And to the credit, I can, I commend them because I'm sure a lot of it has to be what they don't want to be held liable. They don't want to be responsible, this, that, and the other thing. But I mean, man, in the case of Brian Danielson, right, when you've got, all of these doctors who are saying he's good, he's fine. He's good, it's just fishy fine. to me because there's a history of it going all the way back 30 years ago. There's just yeah. been a history of WWE doing that mysteriously. And then all of a sudden, oh, they're in another company and can go. Oh, I mean, heck, that look, Edge said it himself. He was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to come back. I'd like for it to be here. And Vince was like, yeah, I agree. If this is going to happen, 
If this Tony is going to happen, it should that's be here. That's because Tony was calling. He didn't want to yeah. see that. Exactly. Vince did not want to see that happen. Exactly. So, I mean, you see all the now all of a sudden it's like Edge kind of opened up these floodgates for a lot of people. He opened up the floodgates for for obviously himself and for Christian and, uh, you know, Brian Danielson in there as well. So, you know, those guys all coming back. There's hope for for Paige. And she's talked about that ad nauseum. It's like, look, these guys give me hope that I'm going to be able to get back in the ring. So that's always going to be her goal. And I hope she gets there. If she is 100% healthy. That's always the the top priority. But she's so that she could be a, a TV host. She could be uh, on a TV series. She could act. She could be a manager. She could be anything. I just want to see her back on television. Like, seriously, that's that's all I can ask for as a fan of Paige, Soraya, whatever you want to call her. I just want to see her on TV again. Just give me that. That's all I really want for her future to hold, because I don't know if she will get ever, ever medically cleared to wrestle again. And if she does. Fuck yeah, put her in AEW against Dr. Britt Baker. Let's go. Imagine Paige in the House of Black. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Just uh, don't put Paige in a group with anybody. Just let Paige be. Well, just, I mean, if she, me. let Soraya be Soraya. All right. Man, if she's going to, if she's not wrestling, though, you, you got to have her on as a manager. Um, that I understand. Yeah. We AEW does not need an authoritative figure that WWE's had. I that would crutch. almost argue that they could, though. Uh, they, uh, WWE's had that crutch Tony for Khan. so long. It's always Tony Khan, right? And I know he likes to be kind of like that on-screen character, but if anybody ever going to be, if anybody's ever going to be like the first general manager or authoritative figure in AEW, I would love for it to be Soraya. I, I really, just don't think really AEW is ever going to go down that road. Maybe. Maybe not, they unless they, they do that as a way to get her to kick the can down the road until she is medically clear. WWE right. used it as a crutch for so long. Now, what they're doing with Adam Pierce has been good. Yeah, uh, It's not too much, but they, that's because they've done too much before with it. So, I don't think... here. Here's the thing. If you just had an authority figure who was there, 100%, down the middle... Uh, just like... Have, just like Nigel... Face, doesn't have to be heel, just... Hey, on the boss. Yeah, just like Nigel McGinnis in Ring of Honor. He was the matchmaker. It's fine. Perfect. Yeah. No, none of this. I'm going to screw you. No personal vendettas. Like, even what they're doing now with Pierce, where he's obviously got a personal issue with, with Sony Deville. It's like, okay, it's an interesting storyline. But then again, now it's it's Adam Pierce abusing his power and putting uh, and putting the heel and handicap matches against baby faces, which is <laughs> weird, to say the least. Yeah. One thing that is a little weird to see, but I am um, I'm very, very happy that we're getting to see it, and I can't wait for it to, to basically to grow accustomed to it. Watching Liv Morgan on Monday, and Bully Ray be damned with his opinions, because I know he came out and said he, he, he didn't find it believable, or he didn't like it, or this, that, and the other thing. Oh, that, what, him, what, her beating Rhonda? Or? Oh, no, her promo on Monday. Oh, okay. Watching Liv Morgan just be happy. Just yep. to have that smile on her face, to get the you deserve it chance, to, to just be screaming at the top of her lungs and celebrating with her fans in the ring. I don't know what Bully Ray was talking about on Sirius XM where it, it sounded like she was playing. That didn't sound like she was playing to me. That was about as genuine as genuine gets. That's just who Liv Morgan is, man. And it was so damn great 
to see her that happy to be put in that spotlight, to be put at that nine o'clock hour, getting to tag with Bianca Belair and, yeah. and you know, go back with the championship belt, you know, toast and everything like that. It was so great. And I'm like, man, I'm just over the moon happy for, for Liv Morgan that this finally happened for her. Go back to her entrance at Money in the Bank, and I kind of caught this live, but you could tell like there was a lot of emotion on her face coming out, like more than normal. Like she knew she was gonna win. Here's the thing, right? Though I and I caught the same thing, Mm -hmm. but I immediately squashed it because she did the same thing at Money in the Bank last year oh did she she did i caught it last year and i thought oh shit maybe she's about to win this damn thing because they did the whole build they you know again she was the most over person in that match she had that great promo on the pre-show crowd behind her everything i'm like they're actually gonna pull the trigger on liv morgan that's great and then they didn't and then i saw her overcome with emotion this year and i'm like oh can't do it can't get my hopes up and i was genuinely happy when she won and i was genuinely happy when she cashed in even though i wish they would have just just wait just wait two days next time just please just wait two days to cash in ever since carmella your average hold time for that briefcase for women ever since carmella is nine hours and that's up to dispute about whether or not uh how long you want to count oscar having uh, the actual briefcase because it's a match that was true. Yeah. Technically, K-fabe. won the title, so nine hours K Fabe. Yeah, K Fabe <laughs> nine hours. There we go. Um, but regardless, this was uh, much needed for Liv Morgan and her fans, but also much needed for SmackDown. SmackDown desperately needed a change with Sasha and Naomi gone. They needed an infusion of of new and different talent, and they started that process by moving Sonya Deville over. That was a great move, and now they've hit the reset button as far as the title picture is concerned, and now Liv Morgan, a top-level babyface who was lost in the shuffle on Raw, is now the top girl over on SmackDown. So now this kind of reshapes everything, and now with Bayley set to return imminently, I think this opens the door for her to go to honestly either brand in my opinion so i'll I'll ask you because she seemed like a slam dunk to smackdown for me before all of it went down on saturday and and lib morgan moved over do you think this opens up bailey to return to raw or do you still think uh smackdown is the favorite spot for for bailey right now yeah i don't know it's a that's a good question because it's so weird because she's going to get cheered. Are we going to bring her back as a heel? Because you got you have two babyface champions right now. Well, do you put her in the title picture right away? No. Do you you maybe do you have her feud with uh, a, a Charlotte if you go to, to SmackDown? Or do you have no. her feud with a Becky Lynch if she goes to Raw? Yes. You know? Yes. 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 It, a million times. Yes. You don't. The love yeah, I, I don't think you need to put her in the title picture immediately um because she won't really need it because she's going to have all that backing uh of of her being gone for over a year so yeah so wwe has just flat gotten it wrong with their last two returns in their in their women's division they decided to bring back becky lynch uh who the fans for weeks were chanting we want becky we want becky we want becky uh your most over baby face uh in the last 
you know, in the John Cena era, since John Cena, your most over baby face that you have had. How much man merchandise went? got sold yeah there. flying off the shelf <laughs> like the most over star that you had and you decided to go no screw that we're bringing her back as a heel damn it and it didn't work at first but becky is so damn good at what she does that she's really well yeah nobody she's was gonna work she's got nobody, it to work yeah nobody um, believed it at first she's not as big of a heel as i think wwe would want her to be but again she's just so damn likable that it, it's it's hard for people to to boo her and now they're starting to like her as this big time bex character in this big time uh bex heel persona that they want big time bex to turn into a baby face so that's that's already kind of where we're at with her and i think that is going to happen sooner rather than later but they absolutely made the wrong call there to bring her back immediately anyway immediately as a heel because everybody was going to be so damn happy that she was back and they were going to revolt against that and they did and then Ronda Rousey. Yep. Ronda Rousey was getting booed out of arenas left and right when she left the company in 2019. She gets one massive pop at the Royal Rumble because everybody was excited for something special to happen. Everybody, everybody gets that return pop. They made the same damn mistake with Batista. <laughs> they made the same mistake with Batista. Vince McMahon told Batista, like, look, they're going to be so happy that you're back. They're going to cheer for you. We're going to make you a baby face. And Batista told him that's going to last for about five minutes. And Vince did not learn from his mistakes. Now, to, to the credit of, of Ronda Rousey's star power, she still gets cheered every week. But she's not comfortable being a babyface. She doesn't want to be a babyface. She just wants to go out there and be a total bitch. Her words, not mine. Yeah, those. Promos, they got that one wrong, in my opinion, as well. I, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Her, her promos have just been so off since she's returned, and I think it's just because it's not the natural persona of hers. Right. They they haven't been dumpster fire moves like a lot of people would claim they would be because again Ronda gets cheered every week Becky's been getting booed she's been doing a lot of great work as a heel it just it it was like WWE just decided hey we're we're just gonna push this eight hundred pound boulder up a cliff just for the fuck of it like that's what they decided to do instead of just taking the obvious slam dunk here's the obvious slam dunk people love Bailey people love the work that Bailey was doing. Even as even as a heel, they are going to be excited that she's going to get to wrestle her first match in front of fans for the first time since 2020. You need to bring her back as a babyface, and mm -hmm. you need to bring her back against one of your top heels on Monday Night Raw, and give us something that we haven't seen in the history of the Four Horsewomen. This is the only coupling that has not had a major feud with one another. We're going to talk about SummerSlam here in a little bit, so I don't want to dive into this too much. Becky and Bailey needs to be one of your marquee matches at SummerSlam this year. You need to give it to us. I Man. want to I want to now that Becky is done with Asuka, I yeah. want to see Bailey show back up. Hell, you can even do it at SummerSlam if you want, right? Like you can just you could do the reverse of what you did last year. I don't need to see Becky and Bianca again. 
and well, I'm, I'm going to save it actually because we'll, we'll talk about SummerSlam coming up uh, here here in a little bit here on the five count. But you could do a reverse of what you did last year and do something completely different at the same time with Bianca that would make SummerSlam a better card all around. But again, yeah. we'll make you, that a you, you could you could have Becky go off on her in one of her crazy promos, and then Bailey's music hits and perfect return right there on Monday Night Raw. I might even save it for SummerSlam. Again, that's just a little tease. <laughs> Uh, number three here on the uh, the five count. I, I, I like to have fun. This is one of those things that just keeps sticking in my crawl, though. Going back to, to money in the bank. Uh, Shotzi deleted her Twitter this uh, this week after uh, a number of fan criticisms that came in. And she later said she'd been going through some other stuff as well. Uh, but she got a lot of heat. And I mean a lot of heat for her performance inside of money in the bank. And I don't think it's one fair because i only watched the match the one time but it's not like anything shotzi did like stood out to me as just egregious like she didn't look like she didn't belong there that money in the bank ladder match was it a five-star classic no it wasn't but to the credit of what several superstars have said on twitter including shotzi including alexa bliss the live crowd was into it they were mm -hmm. absolutely into it the girls themselves had fun. And you had a great moment with Liv Morgan winning money in the bank. At the end of the day, that's all that freaking matters. Was it sloppy in spots? Yes, of course. Here's a thing. News news alert, guys. This shit is hard. I was I like I like I liked what Corey Graves said. He goes, he said it twice during the match. He goes, You can never predict what the ladder is going to do. Yes. And and all these people that are adding shots. See, let's see you try to run up a ladder and do a clothesline. Let's see how you perform there, pal. Here's the thing. And a lot of these keyboard warriors that just hammer on these superstars, whether they're Shotzi or Becky Lynch or whomever, have not, will not ever step foot inside of a wrestling ring. I trained for eight months with a former wwe wcw superstar one of the best technical wrestlers ever and a great and a great country dancer yes all right the guy's incredibly talented all right you you guys have no fucking idea how hard this shit is how much stuff you got to keep inside your head just to be able to put on a good basic match just a basic chain shine heat comeback falsies finish just a basic match structure in a one-on-one -on -one contest it was so 18 months i still had to plan out every single solitary move there ain't no calling that shit in the ring 18 months in hell my teacher told me that for the first three years that he wrestled, he had to plan out every single little spot. Again, basic match, basic match. And I get that these, these ladies are in the major leagues. This is supposed to be the top of the line, and they are. Shit's still hard. Seven women in a fucking ladder match, where, as you said, things could go awry at any moment, and they often do. That was brilliant work by Corey to but it didn't take the heat off, obviously. And, and obviously not, but that's commentary's job is to kind of help fill yep. in the gaps. Yep. 
and to help out the talent. That's and yes, Corey did a great job in that, but obviously it didn't stop people from attacking Shotzi for one reason or another. And it's like, here's my question on the five count. Number three, can we just do better as a society, please? Twitter sucks. This is the second time I'm going on this rant for different reasons. Twitter sucks because of the people who are out there who feel like they just need to shit on everything endlessly. We try to be positive here on pro wrestling, believe in pro wrestling. If something is, is due constructive criticism. Yes, we will take that Avenue. Shotzi doesn't deserve your hate or your bullshit. No, just not especially with the, uh, what she's gone through recently. Oh, did she have an opportunity that I didn't? And here's the thing. My biggest, my biggest issue with the money in the bank ladder match, honestly, is how it was produced because it really didn't give a chance for a lot of women to shine. There was no like story to it. It was just a car crash. And sometimes car crashes can be a lot of fun. <laughs> oddly one, enough, the men's was completely the opposite. Everybody shined in that one. Yes. Like the only woman who really shot, there were two women who shined in this match and it was Becky and, and, and live, obviously, especially, the, especially, especially that ending sequence. That was so yeah, awesome. Rebounding off the ropes where that could go wrong a million different ways. It, and, and she nailed it. And that, that, that made the finish probably one of the best finish. I would, I would put that up there with one of the best finishes in money in the bank history, very just amazing. because just because of what Liv pulled off there. Yeah. Guess what? That ain't easy either, folks. <laughs> no. Especially Jesus. when you're, uh, what, 10 feet in the air at that point? Maybe maybe uh, eight, 8 to 10 feet in the air. You're about a little over halfway up that ladder. It just, yeah. it just pisses me off. Like, I know you guys are paying customers and you want to see great stuff, but, guys, not everything is going to go right. And it's still... Even that's where, so, that's where social it's wrestling, media, guys. Let's not take this shit so damn seriously and so personally. Please. That's where social media, especially Twitter, would be great oh. to force people to tie their identities to their Twitter account so they can't hide behind a burner or anything like that. And then that way they can get just, you know, fired <laughs> from their job for being the asshole that they are, you know, something. <sighs> some kind of repercussion uh, that doesn't exist on Twitter. Also what uh, verification is also supposed to be for. Yeah. Just throw that out there. again. <laughs> well, they have. Rick, so, Rick versus the blue check mark at WrestleMania. Oh, kick that check marks ass. <laughs> no, me versus Elon Musk for, Ooh. for, for the blue check mark. I'll take that on. Just give me a couple of steroid shots in my back. I'll be good to go. Um, Great American Bash was on Tuesday. Again, for those of you who are tuning in, we didn't get to record our show because I didn't have internet for the last couple of days. So thank God that that's back. Uh, we're able to kind of do a quick, this is like a smorgasbord we're giving you. To, here's all the big stuff we missed this week, right? Um, Roxanne Perez, Cora Jade taking down Toxic Attraction at Great American Bash. And she said, boom, challenging Mandy Rose next week, cashing in my my opportunity here that I earned by winning the breakout tournament, getting my shot now at Mandy Rose in that NXT women's championship next week. They say toxic attraction is done son. So I'll ask you, Jeremy, Roxanne Perez. She's going to be a double champion by this time next week. 
I want it to happen. I want it, I would like to see it happen. Logic may dictate that it happens because you, you just feel like that call up is eminent for toxic attraction. Uh, but I'm going to say no, because I, I think toxic attraction is still going to be at NXT for a little while. Now you're probably going to get that rematch for the tag titles at some point. Uh, probably and Andy alluded to that as well. If they do a, ta- if they do a takeover or is there one already announced for around uh, SummerSlam or no? Not that I've heard of. Okay. So whenever they have it, you, you almost got to think a takeover. They had that up. weird QR code thing. I don't know if that's yeah, alluding but, to their next date or what, but whatever. But, what was it? 8, 10, 11? I, yeah. I have no idea what that was. I, I went out last night, so I didn't watch it live, but Jose sent me that. I, got, I asked him if it was a clock. Is, like, is that hours or minutes or days or months? Ep- when was the first ever episode of NXT? Do we know? Uh, that's, that's 20, 2011? 2012. 2012 just a guess just throwing that out there it's the first thing that popped into my head on that one um i have no clue uh no well that yeah don't that don't count it says 2010 but that was the game show crappy game show and still well what was that what was what was that date was it was, was february it 23rd 2010 shit all right well it wasn't august 10th no so anyway. um ah, no way no way jose Anyway, some people like we're pairing it off to letters of the alphabet, and maybe it's someone from UK coming over. Um, I which... mean, they're bringing everybody from NXT UK over anyway, so what the hell? But going back yeah. to the question, Jeremy, do you smell that? Do you smell that? I smell bullshit. I smell a bullshit finish. That's what I. <laughs> that's what I yeah. smell on this one. Yeah. Um, Roxanne should win it. Uh, they I... have something very, very special in her, and I think they know. Uh, that they have something very, very special in her. They call her a prodigy for a reason. Anybody you talk to knows how good uh, she is. I think she's somebody that uh, is going to find herself up on the main roster sooner than later. Um, Maybe even by the end of this year, she is that damn good. I would say she should take down Mandy Rose, but I still think they got that queued up for Nikita at some point for Nikita to be the one to take that title off of Mandy Rose. Yeah. So I'm smelling some bullshit. I'm smelling toxic attraction getting involved to set up the tag team title rematch. And basically they're wasting the breakout tournament thing in a way that would be better than honestly Roxanne using it to get a tag team title shot. So at least they already have the belts, the tag belts, but look, Roxanne was never going to win the breakout tournament. I think Nikita was, and I do think Nikita is still going to be the person who takes the belt off of uh, Mandy Rose. I think, um, has there been three breakout tournaments, two men and one female? Yes. So. I know Carmelo successfully cashed his in. ACH didn't. Yeah. And that's it, right? Yeah. So we're at a 50-50 right now. <laughs> it is not as successful as the money in the bank briefcase. That is uh, 100%. I'll Actually. tell you. I mean, I'll tell you, it's not going to be a guaranteed no. Because you could call up toxic attraction next week. You could. And I think they're needed uh, unless they have decided that, Hey, we, we have women's tag team titles that actually uh, need to be, you know, on somebody, which by the way, if my math is correct, let me check in on this one. Sorry. WWE's website's being weird. Uh, yes. As of yesterday, Vacant has now had a longer run with the women's tag team titles than Sasha Banks and Naomi did. 
Sasha Banks and Naomi had the belts 46 days. Vacant is at 48 and counting. 48 days we have had no women's tag team champions without a mention of that tournament since the week that Sasha and Naomi uh, were stripped of them. I would love to see a women's tag team title match at SummerSlam. I really, really would there, Jeremy. SummerSlam card is starting to shape up. We got three matches on the card officially. Obviously, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Undisputed WWE Universal title. Last man standing match. Got Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. We got Bobby Lashley versus Theory for the United States Championship. Somewhere, somehow, someway, Miz and Logan Paul are going to be um, on this card, squaring off with one another. People think they might be setting up a tag match now that Ciampa's involved. Maybe AJ Styles in there as well. So they'd be trying to make Logan Paul the baby face. Uh, just bad decisions on top of bad decisions. We think, according to Dave Meltzer, it's going to be Liv Morgan defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey one-on-one. No Charlotte Flair involved at SummerSlam. With this card starting to take shape here a little bit, what is your excitement level on a scale of 1 to 10? Jeremy, 10 meaning you're getting in the car and you're driving your happy ass from Cornhusker Country over to Nashville to get into Nissan Stadium. And watch this card. That's too long of a drive for rematch city. Uh, about a five right now. And most of that's McAfee and Corbin. Um, I mean, but that's almost every WWE pay-per-view. The excitement level is because their builds are crap, but then the show turns out to be good. That's just how WWE has operated for several years now. And it's probably going to be the same thing. SummerSlam is probably right. going to be a good show, but the build do it again. It, it it it's it it just reeks of we don't know what the hell we're doing. Uh, we'll throw something together last minute. Uh, we're we're three weeks out, and we have three matches on what is the second biggest pay per view that WWE views. Uh, a lot of people think Rumble is, but I mean WWE views this as the second biggest pay per view behind Mania. I I put I put them at one A one B as far as the Royal Rumble and, and SummerSlam are are concerned. I think wait. the top three are far and above the other, the fourth pillar, but the Survivor Series uh, being that fourth one. But yeah, this is so this is a longer card typically, and you're only got three matches with three weeks to go. This is supposed to be things that have been building for months leading to SummerSlam. Things have been building since Mania, leading to SummerSlam. Let's see. Uh, none of that stuff we have so far on the card was built since Mania outside of Logan Paul and Miz, which has. Uh, well, unless you count before. Roman and Brock, which has been built since what? WrestleMania 2015. Uh, so, you know, that's WrestleMania 15. Yes. Yeah, so, oh. WrestleMania five. Uh, Roman Reigns versus uh, Brock Lesnar. I'm pretty sure these two were fighting when they were in grade school. They could have came uh, up with a more creative title match than. Yes, hitting the, hitting the I, I think. I think they hit the panic button. This is lazy. I think, I think this is they one hundred percent hit the panic button. To answer the question, by the way, I said five. I'm at, a, I'm at about a two and a half. They got to show me something. They got to give me something that is going to make me excited to go to Nashville, other than to go to the press junket. Because right now, I'm thinking about going to the press junket 
and then hauling my happy ass back to Cincinnati and watching it on Peacock. Like yeah. that's what I'm at right now. I couldn't because, get off work, so I'm not going anyway. So. Because I'm like, look at this. So they hit the panic button with with Brock, and they brought him in. Okay, that's fine. You could have at least, at the very least, given me the intrigue factor of having Seth Rollins or Sami Zayn as Mr. Money in the Bank. My God. Instead, you took that away from us as well and put it on theory. Oh, who, by the way, is getting a United States championship rematch after he got his ass thoroughly handed to him by Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank. Why did you have to do another rematch? Why did you even set that? You could have done a lot of different things with Bobby Lashley, who I believe you completely missed the boat on. You know who should be fighting Roman Reigns at SummerSlam? Bobby Lashley. Have you heard? the crowds for Bobby Lashley. He is more over now than he has ever been at any point in his WWE career. You had this man hold up a replica WWE championship at hell in a cell. And then all of a sudden Cody Rhodes goes away and it's like, Oh, well, Nope. We're going to put the United States title on him. No Cody in this pay-per-view, no Randy Orton for this pay-per-view. And even the women's matches, man, like I am going to like Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan. Great. Love it. Something fresh, something different. Well, I'd like to see a, a full on that. Again, that's not guaranteed yet. You probably get yeah. Edge and Balor, too. I would love that. Please. Yes. Add that. That's great. Is that enough to make me want to drive to Nashville? Eh, not necessarily. And not even the way with, they, not the way they booked the judgment day. Of course, some of that was started. Rhea's don't injury. But on that. Don't some of that, even but, started on that, but going back to Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey, that match makes me more nervous than it does make me excited. Not me because I think Ronda is ready to take some time off. I don't. That's what made me think she lost it there, and I didn't think I didn't think well, she lost I didn't it because she told WWE she wanted to lose it. I did not think that there was going to even be a rematch at SummerSlam. I figured Ronda would just take time off right away. The the um, rumor is from one of Ronda's friends and photographers is that she told WWE she wanted to lose it. She never asked to be the champion, but that doesn't mean that WWE is not going to get <laughs> bored with Liv Morgan after three weeks and say, nope, we got to put the title right back on Ronda Rousey. Yeah, there's I'm a huge worry nervous. for that. I am going to be nervous as yeah, all hell yeah, as until you should she be. wins that match. Until as she wins should. that match, I'm going to be nervous as hell, so I can't get excited for it. As you should be, unless, uh, you know, unless you get a, a Charlotte Flair screwing Ronda or a Becky Lynch screwing Ronda to set things up for the eventual WrestleMania match that is being predicted right now. You know, uh, yeah, you you should be worried because uh, I would not be surprised in the late in, in the least that if, if uh, Liv Morgan's title run is only four weeks, they can do two things that would make me genuinely excited to attend the show. One, Bianca versus Rhea. That is a match that needs to be at SummerSlam. Please do not go back to Bianca and Becky. Like, I understand that you want to go back to Bianca and Becky. I don't think uh, I'm worried. Needed. I'm worried they're going to. Uh, I, I, but I predicted it long ago that it was going to be Bianca and Becky. But I feel it even more now after she won that no holds barred match with Oscar. I think it's clearly now going to be Bianca getting that, uh, getting that SummerSlam revenge. And then they're going to save Rhea for Clash at the Castle. There's yeah. not been any peep about Rhea being even ready, and we're three weeks out. So now I say don't 
where if, if she ain't ready by Monday, hold it off until Clash at the Castle. I don't want that. Two- that's the big caveat, right? That's that's the big caveat is whether yeah, it, I don't want a two week build for health. this. I don't is want a two week build for this. You've already neutered the Judgment Day as it is. Um, I yeah, I I don't know. I it think just, if they start whatever it is, whoever Bianca's opponent is, they got to start it Monday. They got to start the build on Monday. Whoever Rhea or whoever Bianca's opponent is, I think it's going to be Becky. I hope yeah. it is Rhea if she's healthy. Based and on that, Becky and Oscar being main event on Monday and Becky winning it, I I am fully confident it's going to be Becky and Bianca at, at, at SummerSlam. I'm hoping that they have to do some kind of a. Six pack, no, five pack, four pack, three pack. No, but I'm I'm hoping that like maybe reverse battle roll. Maybe Becky is the one who goes out there and says, "Hey, look, I it's I deserve this title shot. I beat Oscar in the main event, and then Rhea comes out and it sets up a match between the two of them, and then Becky can lose that, and then Becky's story is, well, crap, I I, I I'm Becky Lynch. I'm on the poster for crying out loud. I need to get on this card somehow. What what do we? Get? I would like Becky Lynch to head into SummerSlam without a match. And and do like an open challenge, and then that's where you have Bailey return. I think that that would be the big thing for me. And then you could have Bailey beat the hell out of Becky Lynch, right? You could do twenty six seconds, not twenty six seconds, but you could have her kick the shit out of her, right? Give Bailey a moment. Give Bailey an absolute moment to just dog Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. That can be the revenge factor. I'm not saying it has to be 26 seconds long or 23 seconds or even uh, two and a half minutes. Just have Becky get her ass handed to her by somebody that she wasn't expecting to see in Bailey and start off and kick that off. Bianca already got her revenge. She beat her at fucking WrestleMania for the title. That's over. That's done with. I don't need to see Bianca and Becky again, even though their matches have been bangers. And here's my other worry. If WWE does Bianca and Becky again at SummerSlam, that's where I think they'll do the actual Bianca beats Becky inside of like 20 seconds. Yeah. And that's a waste for both women on the card. Um, But the, the thing is, we haven't even heard any updates on Rhea in two weeks. So that does not make me confident that she's going to be ready for SummerSlam. Uh, so get ready. It's gonna be Bianca. And, the and injury Becky. bug is real, man. It's absolutely real, and, I, and, and it, know, it doesn't care what company you're on either. I know, but I don't think WWE is doing a good job of reacting to it. I think they are. No, they are hitting the panic button on a lot of these things. I've said it once. I'll say it again. You... They got to. They got to do something to get me like, let's go, get me hyped up. Because right now I'm not hyped up. Yeah, you hit the nail uh, on the head. You hit the nail on the head with. Uh, with uh, Bobby Lashley should have been in that spot, not Brock been in that spot. That seemed like an absolute no-brainer. Or even Seth Rollins. There's a lot of options they could have gone with, and instead they just went. Oh, there's there's a lot it. of options they could have gone with. At Money in the Bank too. There was at least three good stories you could have gone out with three different people in that match, and you went with Theory. Come on, WWE. Let's get her going. I'm gonna need to see. I'm, I I need. I need my juices titillated here. All right. As far as SummerSlam is concerned, we'll get to see maximum male models on Friday. That should be enough to get me excited. Oh, I'm, I'm excited for that uh, tennis collection, man. That'd be sweet. Mm-hmm. That actually makes sense with Wimbledon going on right now. It does. Again, you got that, that, uh, you got that German girl who's been in 34 majors 
her first semifinal. How about that? There you go. I like it. Head on over to Bet Online. Put your bets in now. We would not be here without them. Thank you for tuning in to all 63 minutes of this half hour podcast. Yeah, two days had, in one. Yeah, so we it, had a, it was, we had a lot. It was to two get 30 into. minute shows. We had a lot to get into, and frankly, we did. There was a lot more that we could have dived into uh, as well. This oh, like, uh, yeah. a little sampling, little smorgasbord. Pound that thumbs up. Pound the subscribe button. Come back for more. Myself and SP3 will be back on Monday, 7 a.m. Got some interviews in the works for the channel as well. Check out my conversation with Lacey Evans. Very, very, very good. Very open, very honest conversation. Mick Foley liked it. Gave me a little shout out on Twitter, not by name, but hell, he he did retweet the article. I can appreciate that. Follow me on Twitter where I should be verified at Rick Uchino. Follow him at JB Huskers. We'll be back next week. Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.